Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Well, Japan says China has reportedly fired missiles over Taiwan during military drills after Nancy Pelosi left the territory. Joining us to discuss is Isabel Reynolds, Bloomberg Asia government reporter. And we've heard Isabel from the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida saying that uh, China's missile launches were a major issue for Japan's national security. What does it mean more broadly for China-Japan relations? Right. Well, I think uh, we're in danger of, of, of uh, uh, relations between the two countries going back to the kind of an idea that we saw about uh, 10 years ago when um, there was a dispute or a particularly heated phase of the dispute over um, uh, islands in the in the East China Sea, which are uninhabited, which are very close to Taiwan, in fact. Um, we saw yesterday China called off this uh, face-to-face meeting, which would have been the first since 2020 between the two um, foreign ministers, um, in Cambodia. And the reason they gave for that was that uh, Japan had joined in with a G7 statement um, expressing concern about uh, China's uh, military uh, drills around Taiwan uh, this week. Um, But now that we've had, for the first time, Chinese ballistic missiles landing in what Japan sees as its um, exclusive economic zone, um, close close to Taiwan, but um, part of uh, Japan's uh, zone. Um, I think that sort of takes things to a new level, um, that there will be increased tensions between the two, certainly for some time to come. Indeed. All right. Well, let's talk as well about uh, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida meeting with Nancy Pelosi. As we mentioned, he strongly condemned those missile launches by China. But how was the, I guess, meeting between those two in terms of the Japan-US front? Right, yes. Well, I, I was there for the opening of the meeting. Um, everything looked very cordial indeed. Kishida invited her and her entourage to his official residence in Tokyo, and they had breakfast together. So that's a, a stark contrast with, with the um, reaction we saw in South Korea yesterday, mm-hmm. where, where the president uh, avoided meeting Pelosi. Um, so I think it seems as though they're sending very different, different signals about, about how they see this visit by um, by the House Speaker. Um, especially Japan has long... Um, expressed very strong support for Taiwan um, and and um, sees it as very close, uh, closely linked to its own security and its own economic um, uh, health. So uh, this is some, an issue that's very close to Japan's heart, I guess, and, and they are very willing to back up the U.S. position on this. Yeah, and of course, on the South Korean side, uh, what we heard was that the president was on vacation. Uh, In terms of the move, though, from Japan and and over uh, Pelosi's trip, we've been looking as well to the actual benefit that Taiwan could have received from this trip. When you look back over what we've seen over the course of the week, what do you see as potential, you know, I guess, benefits from Nancy Pelosi's coming to this region? 
Right. Well, I'm. I'm. A, what it seems to have done, um, according to some sort of military analysts I've spoken to, is is um, laid out a pattern for what could happen if China eventually did decide to um, to invade Taiwan. So, in terms of military strategy, I guess that that gives people a look at what exactly might happen. But that that works both ways. I mean, we also saw that the U.S. Um, was bringing its uh, ships into the area. Um, so, from the Chinese side, they can also see how uh, the U.S. might react in that case. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's brought more attention, certainly, to the, to the fragile position that Taiwan's in. Um, but whether it's, it's actually helping beyond uh, bringing that kind of intelligence, I'm, I'm not really sure. We're looking as well as to whether or not the U.S. is going to do anything to help Taiwan overcome, I guess, some of these economic coercion measures from China. What sort of further pressures could we see in terms of the economic impact that China could impose on, on a number of countries in the region? Right. Um, yes, I, I'm sorry, that, that's not my particular uh, subject of expertise. But, I mean, I think that one of the points is that um, Japan certainly... Um, for Japan, it's it's an issue that China is still its biggest trading partner, and it doesn't really want to lose that relationship, even as it, it expresses a strong support for the U.S. Uh, side in these types of disputes. So I think Japan is still willing to keep the door open, perhaps for for um, for talks on its side, um, and we'll have to see how how that develops. Um, um, there hasn't been any threat from China against, you know, in economic terms against Japan, but obviously it's the biggest trading partner for for a huge number of countries in the region and around the world. Um, so if it wants to cut something off, um, that's something that many countries would be afraid of. Yeah. All right, Isabel, we thank you. As always, Isabel Reynolds is Bloomberg Asia government reporter with us in Tokyo. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers and innovators leading the way from design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions. July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.